Okay. Raised up in and the how, how long did you stay in, in the in the ship? Well, man, uh, I left the ship real young and came to Detroit, but I went back. You know, as I got by the teenager, I went back and lived, went to high school in Rosedale, Mississippi, and just off and on, back and forth, you know. <laughs> so I left the yeah. ship real young, man. Good combination of the Midwest and the South, you know. Uh, plus, you know, that's, to me, that's where some of the best music comes from in those two places. Um, now, Detroit, you mentioned blues, you know. Um, one of my uh, uh, you know favorite rappers growing up was Esham. He uh, pretty much spit modern day blues. You know what I'm saying? Did you listen to any of his music or? Yeah, yeah. We grew up on uh, grew up on Esham and Natis, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, wow. his click, man. Esham's a legend here, man. For sure. Hats off to Esham, man. Esham was the first Detroit rapper that I really saw when I was in L.A. Like with posters and. You know, uh, uh, flats advertisement up, man. Eshan really, 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 truly, truly, really is like that. That one of them real forefathers of Detroit hip hop. Yeah, and, and uh, he showed you how to merchandise too. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Eshan do his thing, man. Much respect to him. Hats off. Much love to Eshan. Yeah, yeah. It was wild seeing him come up because he was just a kid. You know, he was on uh, oh, yeah, the first album, like 15. Um, <clears throat> what, were you rapping at the time, or, or, or when did you start Yeah, rapping? man, um, I actually went I went by the name of B-Boy Chapone. You understand what I'm saying? Um, during during that time, man, I, I was with a, a thing called Elegant Productions. I was with Elegant Productions, man, uh, B-Boy Chapone. And I actually, um, that's a funny story that you asked that. Because back in those days, man, you know, we had a few people that, that, that was really plugged into the scene. And uh, me going to L.A. at that time was, wasn't even heard of. You feel me? It was New York, New York City, Harlem. That's where my family was, you know, and I would go there as a kid, you know, visit my dad in the summers, man. So um, I was about 18, about 18 Eshawn and them have been doing their thing. We had great shout like Awesome Dre, who I started, uh, you know, out going to Awesome Dre's rehearsals, man. Awesome Dre and the Hardcore Committee, they were signed to Priority back in the days, going to Awesome Dre's rehearsal. And he let me sit in on his rehearsal as a young dude, you know what I mean? And uh, they were doing their things. You had Prince Vince and the Hip Hop Force, Chaos and Maestro, Easy B and DJ Lowe's. You, you, you had crews, right? So... Battle rapping was my thing, man, and it was funny because, you know, you, you come out imitating many people, and I came out, you know, I was a mixture, LL Cool J and Melly Mel, if, if, if you understand where I'm going with it, and so I met a guy one day at the Vanity Ballroom where they had a lot of local Detroit rap acts doing doing their thing. And um, I was there with some of my homies, ATC, and they was on the show. And the guy named Marvin wouldn't let me on the show. He wouldn't let me uh, get on the show. So it was a guy there that was signed to Epic Records named Robert S., one of the first cats out the Midwest, you feel me, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he got put on by Chuck being public enemy now. So Robert S. let me rap, man. And I had a, a, a answer to LL's... Uh, my, I can't live without my radio. It's called I Need Music. 
So Robert S. let me get down. At outside, he took his boombox outside, and I, I brought the crowd outside with me, right? Long story short, Robert S. had, Robert S. had a DJ named uh, uh, Diego. And Diego got with me, man, and became my DJ. And um, renamed himself. I forgot what his, 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 his first name was, but Cool DJ Respect was the name that I gave him. And so Diego had a plug in New York City, man, with the new music seminar, Battle for World Supremacy, DJ and MC Battle, right? And so Diego had an entry into it, and he said, man, why don't you go battle? I'm like, hell yeah. So he called this guy, rest in peace, named Dave Funkenklein. We used to call him Dr. Funkenklein. Do your history on Dave Funkenklein. And he got it switched out to where I can MC battle, and he can sit this one out. So we went to New York. Tell you who was in the car with me. I had a homegirl that was hip hopping back in the days. She had a gang of girls and they called themselves Boss. Her name was Lady the Boss. I'm talking about showing up homegirl, the type yeah. that used to come by my house at two in the morning on her way back out to school, Craft College or Pontiac where she was staying, and get a couple of dollars and have my mama cussing me out and shit. I took her to New York. She went to Fresh Records. And they put her out because she didn't have a lawyer. She went to L.A. and became boss. You remember boss? Oh, yeah. Well, I took Spice boss to New York FDA. her first time. Yeah. yeah, I took boss to New York her first trip. And I battled that year. And I battled in the New Music Seminar. And I remember going in and getting my beats and selecting the, the, the uh, minute beat that we were going to freestyle off. And we was really freestyle, no written shit like all these niggas got. We were going off the tone, and I remember seeing the elite crowd of hip-hoppers there. I'm talking about from the east, west, and I'm just, you know, trying to get in the biz, and I battled. And I made it to the next round. So we drove all the way to back to Detroit and took Boston off and got my little hype man, you know what I mean, Lord Miguel. We drove all the way back to New York for the second round. I got cheated out of the second round. I battled Kid Jazz from the Rhyme Syndicate. He was in a group called The Domination. And all of his homeboys and all of his mentors from the Rhyme Syndicate was down there on the paddle. Ice-T, Grandmaster Cass, all of them. So, of course, they're going to give it to their squad, right? But I served him. I served Tretch. He was just double-T treachery. From the flavor unit at that time. I served Tretch. I have sat down with Tretch in Too Short at the Velvet Room in Atlanta when it was downtown and he admitted it. You understand what I'm saying? I got history, man. I am the first Detroit rapper to ever battle in the new music seminar battle for world supremacy. Now, young Calico and them tearing their ass up. So I set that presidency. You feel me? I set that stage right there. See, that's huge, man. You got Detroit history. And that's before, you know, you even had any history with uh, Too Short of the Dangerous crew. So you was already exactly. doing your thing. You was already part of the history of Detroit hip-hop. Um, <clears throat> at what point did you meet uh, Too Short? I left Buffalo, New York. I was out there living. And um, I left Buffalo, New York, and went to Freaknik. Just got tired. You know what I'm saying? Buff wasn't, wasn't for me. I loved it there. But Buff wasn't for me. I got a lot of family there. So I left Buffalo, New York on a Greyhound, man. 
Greyhound, One Way. I was getting food stamps, all that bullshit. And um, a cash in, my little, I got my little monies from Buffalo because they, they set you up, when you, you know, and I uh, got all my little shit, sold my food stamps, caught me a one-way ticket. I had a, a pack of a ham sandwich, a couple ham sandwiches, a Diet Fago Cola, and I went all the way to Atlanta with 50 cents in my pocket. I got off in Atlanta, and the first uh, thing I did, you know, was, was five points. And I met the Jama- Jamaican name uh, Righteous, a roster, rather, should I say, named Righteous. And I got down there, you know what I'm saying, and I was chilling, cooling, doing my thing. And long story short, I went to a couple talent shows, a lady named Arlinda Garrett. We call her Mama G. She, she, she uh, worked for Priority Records a long time, one of the baddest promotional ladies in the game. She had uh, um, talent shows. So she had a big meeting at her house. And uh, it was some guys that ran the rim shop, ran a rim shop down in Atlanta from Detroit. So when I first touched down, I went there. And, you know, they knew of me. So we were at the thing. We were at uh, Mama G house, and Too Short was there with Greg Taylor. And we was over there smoking, and me and my man freeze. And uh, Greg said, hey, uh, Big Joe, cause I, um, he said, come here. So I walked over. He said, Short, want to holler at you. Walked over. So, you know, I can imitate Short real way. He said, what's up, man? I said, what's, what's going on, Doc? He said, ah, man, he said, you, say you, you, can, you can rap. I said, yeah, I get down. Then he asked me, he said, ah, how you get here? You from Detroit? I said, yeah, how you get here? I said, on the Greyhound. He started laughing at me, man. And I was getting the attitude, really. Like, what the fuck is you laughing at? In time, man. All right, man. Calm down. Get on the right page, man. It's cool. I'm laughing, man, because you kept it real. Most niggas said he came down here with 30 keys and 100 bones, 100 pounds. You know, you, you got on the Greyhound. And from there, I would see him in circles. You would see him in circles and see him in circles. So, Andre Risen, a former NFL star, which is like a big brother to me, had a studio. And a guy I knew was doing beats already for short them named Brett Ski. So, Ray Rising had a studio. By, the, by this mere coincidence, studio was right next door to Short. 985 Arden Avenue. Short was building dangerous music. And um, when um, we would pick it at Andre Rising's studio, Aunt Banks and all them, my man P.O., much love to P.O., which is short security and, and main mans. Uh, they would all come over. We'd be talking shit, blowing green, come over and kick it. And so I got cool with DeMarco, which was one of short mans that worked, you know, dangerous music, and Ramon, Ramon Dancy. So, you know, we was already in the vicinity uh, of, the, of, you know, short. So I met MC Breed, clear it up first. I met MC Breed at Andre Rise's spot, and MC Breed asked me to come out to the house and get on his album, Big Baller. So MC Breed is the first one that gave me my shot, national, worldwide. You feel me? Legend. It's Rest at, in peace. Yes, MC Breed is the first to put me on. I want to make that clear off the rip. Rest in peace, Eric Breed. I got my first Source magazine write up on Breed's album, Big Baller. My first picture. Uh, ever in there came with Short and the Dangerous Crew picture, but my first write-up with, with, with 
judging uh, Source Magazine on the album review. So, me, Breed, this man, D. Cersei. I'm trying to see, was Doc with us? I think Doc was with us, D.O.C., because he, he was frequently at Breed House. At that time, Doc stayed in Georgia. And um, we went to Two Shorts. We went to Two Shorts uh, open house for his studio. Went to Two Shorts open house for his studio, and it was about five backpack rappers. You know the dread niggas with the backpacks and shit? They kept bothering yeah. me. They kept bothering me, man, just spitting in my face, you know, throwing a little, little shade. And Breed called me Mighty Joe Riz. That's where that Mighty came. Yo, Mighty Joe. That's what he said, Yo, Mighty Joe. He said, man, give it to him. Nigga, I served the motherfuckers. You hear me? Five niggas yeah. at one time. Two less than Rock him served on the record. You need me? I served five of them. And um, Short say, hey, man, I'm doing the Dangerous Crew album, man. You ought to come on and get on the Dangerous Crew album. So, breathe, 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 breathe. You know, he was he was cool with it. He didn't get salty or nothing. You know what I mean? But you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I don't know. After that, the relationship with me and Bree kind of soured a little bit. But I went over the short, and I laid the um, the Joe Riz track on the Dangerous Crew album. When I laid it, he came to me. When I laid it, he came to me, and he said, uh, man, he say, that's a, hot, that's a hot track. Now, here's where the shade come in, already starting off the back off the rip. The beat was done by Shorty B, okay? Uh-huh. I'm rapping on, I'm rapping a verse, minute and 20-some seconds. On the second side of the album, that same beat is a weed break with Breed. You understand what I'm saying? So, he was already starting shit right then. But nobody Damn. catches that. You got to be in the game and be an MC to catch that shit. All right, so it went on and went on and went on. So I um short short got the putting putting you know he wanted to do a big old crew to do the nationwide Independence Day album. The Dangerous Crew thing had came out. Um, he took me to the Bayou Classic, let me perform, and I got to be you know I was on BET with him and everything, and that was love. So he let me open up, and so um he put put a crew together, and we were all at the meeting and at the table. And we was trying to think of a name, you know, all these conglomerate rappers. And the majority of Short's crew, after the Dangerous crew, were Breed's old rappers that were still cool with Breed. But, you know, at the time, Breed was going through whatever he was going through in life. And he really couldn't put us at a plateau where we wanted to, but it was love. So Short got all the Breed, should I say, reject rappers that was hot. And then a couple came down from L.A., you know what I'm saying, upon stud. And me, the zoo niggas, Trip Baron say all us came from over Breeds. That's what Jazzy Faye started at. MC Breed gave Jazzy Faye his first start. You feel me? Yeah, Breed played when he was a big little part fat dude with blonde hair. Huh? I said Breed played a big part in a lot of people's careers. Breed connected so many people. Parliament with two short... Introducing people in the circle, but we're we going to get to that later. So um, <laughs> we all sat down, and we did we did the show. I mean, we did the meeting, and um, 
after the meeting, you know, Breeze stated he wasn't with it. All us stayed there. And we had a song. During that whole process, everything was just going, and we were just working and getting in where we fit in and everything. So one day we were at the Platinum House Club, and uh, that was on West Peace Street and 15th. We was at the Platinum House Club. Also, you know, that was the club where the East-West beef supposedly started at. You feel me? You know, when the, when the guy got killed and shit, you know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway... We was all at the Platinum House, and Short Short walked up to us and said, he said, I mean, you know, the people at Jive Records, they ask you who Joe Reeves is. And, uh, man, you know, if you can put together a group, man, uh, shit, nigga, we'll work a deal out of something, you know what I'm saying? Put together a group, because I don't want to do another solo, nigga, man, because, you know, Goldie shit flopping. He ain't go back in the lab and try to do another album and shit. So, and I remember the night clearly because Lil Jamal from Illegal was just bullshitting around like Marley do, getting in the way, doing little shit. And she said, hey, man, you respect this nigga skills? Marley was like, hell yeah, that's Joe Reeves. He said, all right, man, I'm trying to talk business with him. That was the night that me, I went got Murder One. Okay? I went got Murder One. Murder One and me were with Bree, and then Murder One was with Andre Rogers, so we were Changing crews, you know what I'm saying? I would be with Dre. Murder was with Breed. I was with Breed. Murder was with Dre. I went and got Murder One. I brought Murder to the fold. Stud came down from L.A. He was Short's cousin, E-Babies. E-Babies. That was E's Crick Potney. You feel what I'm saying? So they came, yeah. that, they came, he came down. We had no group yet, man. We was going through names, free agents, first round draft picks, all kind of corny shit. We had came up with Nationwide as a, as a, as a crew. So um, when Short said that really bad ways got in off of my deal, a deal that Short wanted to do with me with a situation. But he probably told the same thing to Stud, because that's why Stud came down. So I know how he presented it to me, and all I can tell is from my vocal point of how it came to me. All right? So we were in the studio one day, and L Rock, and we were in the studio one day, L Rock and uh, DJ Big X, he now is one of the head of the uh, DJ coalition that breaks your records, you know what I'm saying? X and DJ Funky, shout out to them. Uh, DJ Big X and L Rock was in there doing this bad-ass and we asked him to we spit something on it and presented this the dog, the short. Stud had a song called Badass Ways. Three verses. He spit the first verses. The shit don't ever change. He spit that verse. Murder freestyle his rap in the top of the head. And I wrote me 12 bars. We gave that shit to short. He put his head in the studio door one day. We was in there just fucking around and say, ah, right, man, I'm going to have my verse done this week. When he did that song, that song became one of the most requested songs, Badass Ways, Bad Ways, one of the most requested songs on that Getting It album and in concert, man. I'm talking about we done had shows in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, where they had to come and roll us up out of there. You know what I'm saying? It was police escort because they start throwing shit at us on stage because he would not sing bad ways first. My cousin from Buffalo was with me. A-Dog, Adrian, big ups to A. A had to have a strap on him, too. 
to up his strap to get us up out of there. You know what I mean? So that's how we form bad ways and, you know, in that, that, that mode was short. I was introduced to him through the homies and just, I put it down and he came at me about my works and, and that's how we got that jump on it. You feel me? Yeah. And this, uh, so the group, you know, when you, um, <clears throat> when you were on the actual Dangerous Crew album, you had your own song on there. What was that like right. for you to be on that project uh, at that particular time? Like what was going through your mind? Everything, Jive man, records. like, wow. Okay. This is, uh, damn, I'm with Too Short and Dangerous because this is niggas we grew up on. You know what I'm saying? He didn't gave me my shot. And, I mean, just that one little minute and 20 seconds, dude, man. It was awesome to me. I'm just talking about shit. That's all I had as a composition other than my verse on Big Baller. And, and man, I, I mean, I felt on top of the world, man. I mean, I shouted out a lot of people on that verse. You know what I'm saying? Dub C, you know what I'm saying? YZ, you heard it. I shouted them out, you know. Yeah. And um, that was uh, going back and forth with me and Breed because I was talking about Breed on that track. Rest in peace to his soul because we fixed that before he left here, so... I can talk about it without malice, you know. My voice on the record helped the shady nigga get paid. You understand what I'm saying? And so Short knew that, so he put Reed on the weed break, creating controversy. Oh. And that, uh, you know what I'm saying, you ended up, you said before Breed passed, you were able to squash it. That had to be a, a huge relief, I would imagine. Yeah, man, we did a, I did a show here in Detroit at the Harem on Six Mile, and uh, I had a lot of people on that show, Spice One, uh, YZ, uh, Crucial Conflict, none of them could make it. Spice got shot, actually, so that's why he didn't oh, uh, yeah, end up coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You feel man. what I'm saying? Horrible. Yeah, Spice had got shot, and he didn't come. So, you know, I understood that and why he had something else, you know. It's, it's, it's all love. They didn't show Breed came. And I realized when I saw him, I had heard about his sickness. But when I set eyes on him, man, it hurt my heart because my man was little. And, you know, that's what that kidney stuff do to you. And he had told me. He told me this, and, I, and, and it's no lie. He say, Riz, he say, uh, I ain't got it like I used to, man. Make me look good. And I told every little cousin, my son, everybody in that motherfucker, he don't want for shit here. You hear me? Gave him his back end bread, and the man told to show up. I got the, I got a, a, a copy of a DVD of that show, bruh. But also, if you go on my song, Joe Riz, on, uh, it's called Key and N, K-E-Y-N-N. It's pictures of that day. That's the last day I saw him alive. That's the last time we was together. You'll see the pictures. A uh, year, uh, a year or so to the date, to that date and stuff, he passed away. Yeah, man. Uh, and I remember getting like, that call. Me, pioneer. Huh? A pioneer, yeah, me, man. Me and Trip, yeah, me and Trip from the zoo niggas, he called me. He said, he gone, Joe. I had heard it. Me and Trip was on the phone, grown-ass men crying. He was the one put us on, man. And, and to this day, I still keep in touch with his family. I still keep in touch with his kids. I want to work with his daughter, Lexi. 
You know what I'm saying? I go to the cookouts. I get on the grill when they're doing something in his honor, man. You know, I'm, I'm a friend while he was alive and a friend while he's gone. You hear me? Yeah, that's the way to be. Absolutely, man. Rest in peace, uh, MC Breed. Um, yes. When you when you got to the Dangerous Crew, that was at a, a very volatile time. We just had CNH on the show, and uh, he was telling us about the Summer Jam, uh, where Short um, and him, uh, I guess, got in the conversation. Somebody had hit Chris. Um, yeah. Did we? Were you there for any of the uh, beef with with the loonies and with Chris Hicks and all that? Um, no, we came in on the last part. Now I'll tell you this: we came in on the last part. Uh, not really. The, the crew had to move to Atlanta, so the shit was basically over during the getting it album recording. Um, you know that, that uh, that's why the town got rid of short that song and all that. So we got to hear it. Where yeah. it became a, a play with us. Actually, man, this is Pee Wee on the other line calling me, man. Let me, uh, I'm texting him right here, telling my hitting back. Yeah, that's Pee Wee calling tell, me. Tell we got to have him on the show, too, man. Much love to Pee Wee. All right, shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I tell you what, at the end of the interview, I'll put him on the line if you want me to. Oh, that's what's up. I got you. Let's, so, um,. What came to us, hold on, let me let me text him. Let me uh I'm talking to you still, let me text him. Uh what what came how how that came about while we were in Atlanta, the loonies came to the warehouse. You feel me? And he was like, uh, ah right, man, the loonies at the warehouse, y'all going. So, you know, at that time we would just always have short back, man. He was putting us on, we gonna have his back. Right or wrong, we don't care. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if if he right or wrong, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we had his back, so we went to the warehouse, bro. You know, pardon me, I'm texting, man. We went to the red, the warehouse, and I remember. Hold on, let me let him know this. Uh, with We went oh, to the oh, warehouse, oh, and I remember us approaching. Uh, hold on, hold on. Interview. I'm going to call you. you. He ain't on it. Answer. Answer when I call. About. Okay. So, anyway, my bad. My apology. Um, no, all good. Oh, we went to the uh, warehouse, and uh, a guy named J-Lai, you know, oh, I go Yuck Mouth them right there. So we approached Yuck. Yuck had the Oakland A's, you know, suit on from head to Money B was with him. Money B Money B was from a digital, a digital underground was with him. So Pee Wee walked and grabbed Money B and rolled Money B over to the bar. It's not Money B's beach. And that's digital underground, Pee Wee digital underground. But I'm going to tell you something I respect about Yuck Mouth. Period, point blank. When Wayne Lope said, man, what's all these fuck two short concerts that you're doing in the Bay? You feel me? What's all these fuck two short concerts you're doing in the Bay? Yuck say, nigga, I don't have to use dog name, a spit dog name to come up, nigga. Y'all didn't say nothing to Pooh Man when he talked about shooting your mama. And I'm like, whoa, this nigga got a lot of heart. 
You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, and that's that's what we got in and was a part of that that era. But to, to be frank with you, that shit, you know, is what we heard about and legend we heard about. But I done heard some real, real, real stories, some real, real shit that I just don't speak on, you know what I mean? Because that ain't me. That ain't my thing, you know? Yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. You know, uh, I just didn't know, you know, being that you came in at that time, I didn't know if you had seen any of that or not. Um, but it got squashed pretty quickly within a year. I think the player haters dropped in 95 and then getting it dropped in 96. Um, but, uh, you know, the getting that uh, album comes out, it starts blowing up. Um, man, right. how does that affect your life? You know what I'm saying? Um, shit. I got a lot of writing on that album. I had a, I had a lot to do in that album. I started for one, the song Bad Ways, as I told you. We did that. Yeah. Then I, I was in the studio one day just always hanging out, man, and just trying to work, man. I was hungry. We're in, the, we're in the studio and Colin Wolf is in there playing this beat. And Colin Wolf is there playing this beat. And I asked Colin Wolf if he minded I wrote a, uh, if I wrote a song for Too Short. It was in it Too Short. And I wrote, I came up with the hook. Too Short, why you say those nasty words? Too Short, why you say those nasty rhymes? How come you be dissing all us girls? Too short, why you say those nasty words? It's like this, bitch. See, I hit the studio 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote that. And he went in and changed a word or two. So, you know, that's the trick to get in on the writer's credit. So I wrote the bulk of that song. Um, that got on there. And then we had Lil Baby D. You remember Lil Baby D? Yeah. Me and Murder like wrote a, Baby D's song. Little protege. Yeah, me and Murder One wrote Baby D's song on that album. So I mean, you you were very instrumental in the, uh, you know, what I'm saying the production of it, pretty much as far as getting it put together and concept wise, um, writing, the Bayou Sun, all that. The Bayou Sun, wait, yeah, the Bayou Sun song with um. You know, all of them, Eric Sermon, them on there. The remix, okay? The remix, Short wanted CeeLo Green. I called CeeLo because I was cool with the goodie mob. I called CeeLo. CeeLo said he had to check with his manager. Short said, all right, man, tell that nigga, man, fuck the politics. Come on, get these 10 racks. So CeeLo didn't get on it. My man, Cool Ace, came. And I called Cool, and Cool Ace came on there and got on the song. Kuwait should tell you to this day, he getting checks because Joe Rios called him. When Kuwait came, Kuwait ended up getting on Never Let a Whole Pimp Me with Goldie and Short. Now, the guys that's singing on there is a group called Real Tight. Warren G ended up putting them out. I discovered them in College Park at the College Park Auditorium at a talent show that Mama G was giving. I took them to breathe. He couldn't do nothing with them. You know, he wasn't able to do nothing with them. I brought him over to short. We were in the line. We were in line at the uh, Oxygen on a Tuesday, and I brought him over to sing for L.A. Drake. They end up being on uh, Pimp Me, and girl, I must confess that all that's on the Get It album. So, I mean, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, a huge part of the team. Um, at what point, 
you know, the things start to go sour between you and Short, you know, like, uh, uh, why did you guys uh, stop working together? Uh, before, I, before I tell you that, i tell you one more thing about getting it, too. The theme song, Shorty B did that beat. Nobody had lyrics to that. Short didn't have no lyrics to that song. You know what I'm saying? We went to Emory University. Me, Short, Shorty B, Shorty B's manager, Rob Kelly. And I know, been knowing George Clinton since I was seven years old, since a little boy. Okay? And um, um, Michael, Michael Fox, Andre Fox from the Parliament, you know, from P-Funk. That's my man from here in Detroit. So me and, me and Michael Fox went to uh, George while he was in the dining area and asked him to come over and do a song with Short. Short had never done a song with George. He was one of the only West Coast niggas hadn't done a song with George. And in that studio at the time when he laid getting it down, I, I, I had YZ with me. YZ is my OG homie from New York. You know, I earned my respect in the streets. Who's the man with the master plan? Uh, YZ. YZ is on the end of getting it. YZ came to the lab with me, and I said, dog, you ought to throw YZ on there. If you listen to the end of getting it, he's earned my respect in the streets. The ghetto's been good to me. You feel me? So, man, I'm yeah. talking about dude. I mean, I done, I done, I done just really put, put in work on that on that album. But it started to go sour when I first came to Detroit with Short. You know, at, at, on the show, we was uh, my man MC Reedy had brought us. You know, uh, over there on on Fourth Street, our club international. MC Reedy had brought us over there, and he was a major player here. Short gave him a shout out on the verses. Uh, MC Reedy brought us, and so I had bumped into a chick that night, which 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 really was my godmother's sister. After that night, we got married. About about six months later, you understand what I'm saying? But he was digging on her that night, and everything. At the time, by being my godmother's sister, I was calling her auntie. I ain't going to say her name. I ain't going to give her no fame. But um, she evidently had an ulterior motive, and it got her plan to work out when she moved out in Vegas. Um, I get to that. So that's what just tore us apart, you know, to where comfortability is only for a second and shoot the goal, you know what I'm saying, however you feel. But it started getting... You know, while we were recording and everything, and I um, on the Bad Ways album, I'm writing songs. I'm married to her. All the while, he's making little insinuendos, you know, when she and I have a um, fallout or whatever. You know, I'm the little homie. I'm a big old nigga, but I'm the little homie. I'm like little bro. You know, if you're going to give me game, give me game. But don't try to take my situation and see me going through it. I'm running up phone bills. I'm talking about I ran his bills, phone bills up, but he wasn't paying us. He wasn't giving us no money, man. We was making records with him, and we was fucking broke. He gave us three Gs, and, and we don't have nothing, man. Three Gs, and that's and then he sick the motherfucking gambling niggas on us in L.A., you know. So we ain't got nothing, so I'm trying to talk to my wife and all the time. She's snaking me. You dig what I'm saying? So he's making little jokes like, um, ah, man, if you let me be the one that she uh, creep with in the video, I do the video for you about the song when she hurts you. Like, man, I'll beat your ass, short. I mean, you hit me, you won't be on short records no more. And God gave me discernment. From that day, 
and start visioning and he and I getting into it. It's like God showed me about this lady, this vision. And I start seeing it slowly, but surely it started declining, man. Slowly but surely, slowly but surely, slowly but surely. Um, the fed up thing was, well, he would take us on tour. He would take us on tour, and he wouldn't pay us, man. He wouldn't pay us. He gave us $200 a night, man. You're making racks, man. Mac 10, them giving they dudes three, four, five thousand, man. These niggas are comrades, them living. He got us fucked up. He going to take us to Foot Locker, get some gym shoes, nigga. $200. You're not paying us. Then we did a No Limit Diss song because of some shit that was supposed to have been said in between P. Dish and Short and some people blowing it out of proportion from the couldn't be a better player. I know you think you got to like that, but Pete, but they saying Short said P. Anyway, we make a No Limit Diss song. When we make the Diss song, he tells us to water it down. I fuck around, and I played it for my, I, that, this was on purpose. I played it for my cousin that was bodyguard. He was Missy Elliott's bodyguard. He lived with her in Shadow River, New Jersey. And um, I was playing it for my cousin here in the studio with Jay-Z and all them, and Missy and all them. And all you hear is, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah. Short got to him. So short, here's Short's verse. It's the original. D.O.G., Short Dog, told me not to do it, but I got to go off. Album number six, 1990, Short Dog's in the house, you want to be just like me. I had the dog house when I stepped on stage, the gold bone microphone had you amazed, so when you blew up, bitch, was a trademark. Stop biting little puppy just like a stray dog, wasn't true. To your click, that's why you switch. Now they got your bank head bouncing like a bitch. You ain't from Georgia. You ain't from Louisiana. Stick to your own shit, man. I can't stand an old copycat nigga like you and that sucker. Should have named his record company. Tupac Records is fucked up. Should have gave his mama a cut. Old bust ass nigga. What's up, nigga? Fuck you. That's the verse that he wrote. Okay? Damn. I let Lil John see. Seriously, he's dissing Snoop and he's dissing Master P. Can't you tell? Yeah, why, why was he? I mean, why was he heated with them guys, though? Like, what did they because, uh, do to short? Uh, because of some exchange of words, like uh, 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 with songs and misinterpretation of songs. So supposedly P says some, supposedly I'm the colonel of the golden platinum tape. You have the big things, we have the big bank. Supposedly we're supposed to have been at short. Because Big big Things was Aunt Banks' album with Cuban Short on it. Remember? And supposedly that's supposed to be the answer. That's what the the rumor came back to, you know, around our circle, that that's what they're supposed to be. And Short was the one with the most gold and platinum tapes. But then this, the the things say the kernel of a tank. I I don't think it even says tape. It says tank. Just like Short said, peep. He didn't say P. So there they go. People done fucked it up, messed it up. So we riding with short. We don't give a fuck what's what. You feel me? Yeah. We don't care. We riding with short. Just like P niggas would ride with P. So short did Snoop. Niggas was going at Snoop. Niggas went at C murder. Niggas went at Silk the Shocker. Niggas went at me and X. Niggas went hard. Short made us dummy down. So nigga, y'all can't be saying this and that, that and this and that. And I'm glad we did. P ain't shit to fuck with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially the situation I'm about to tell you next. So, um, 
I let Lil John, she the cassette. His bitch ass takes it to the record pool. So I don't know what they made of it. Short was mad as fuck at me. So when we get to Birmingham, Alabama, on tour, on the show, Lil Jeff say, dog mad at you, man. You need to go in there and holler at him. I went in there, all right, man. You better be the first motherfucker in your short records jacket when we get to New Orleans, Jarez, because you shouldn't have did that. And I thought about it like, damn. I sure shouldn't have gave Lil John the shit. I trust uh, John, coward. You understand? That was some fucked up shit that John did. Seriously. All bullshit aside, he took the cassette. So at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I don't know where that cassette is, but this is the honest to God truth. I gave it to Lil John. The short was mad as fuck about that shit. All right? So we gets to the motherfucking Gavin convention. My niggas in that crew had my back. The nation riders said, nigga, nigga, if it's going down, it's going down. We ride. So we ride on Baby D's tour bus, his school day's tour bus made out of a school bus. Nigga, everybody on their strap. The zoo niggas, studs, murder, me, we bad ways. You know Black Jesus, right? Yeah. Slink Johnson, Black Jesus, the TV show. That's one of Short's old rappers. That's Slink Capone. Yes, yeah, Slink Capone, we, we yeah. Were strapped. Yeah, we were strapped. We went down there to the gathering. We gathered in one room. Wayne Lope was driving a bus. We gathered in one room. It's 15, 20 niggas in one room. That nigga said, ah, man, I'll be right back. I'm going to get us a room so we can get comfortable. That nigga left us the whole weekend, dog. Left you in a hotel. He left all of us, dude, in one room the whole weekend. That's when we met them cash money niggas and Slim them showed us love. And a year or so later, we end up the opening act on they hot, halfway block to block tour. That nigga left us. That's another strike. That's another thing I'm getting mad about. All right? So it's steady brewing, right? Did he have an Here explanation comes. for this? Nah, yeah. man. Nah. Nah. We blew it off. Okay? So, okay. Here's um, Vegas. In fact, before we get to Vegas, Jenny Jones show. Stud got us on the Jenny Jones show. The show was called If You Got a Deal, Proof is Real. So Stud brother said he didn't believe his brother had a deal with Two Short. His big brother got bad ways and Two Short flow flew out there. Bad ways arrived. Stud did his stuff on the show. Dougie Fresh was on the show. Stud did his, his stuff on the show. And, uh, you know, the lie detector test, all that. Short was supposed to come in the next morning. We had our video being debuted, Bad Ways, Where You At. Uh, short ain't no, ain't no bitches like the one I got, the clean version. And we was doing a live performance. He stood us up, man. He stood up the Jenny Jones show? Wow. He stood us up, man. You guys hanging? He stood us up with no, no explanation. So when it came time, Jenny Jones come in, or just, hey, guys. Where's 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 T-shirt? I'm like Miss Miss Jones. He didn't show up. She said, "Fuck that." He could have called. That came out of her mouth. <laughs> Jenny Jones Jenny said, Jones "Fuck that." Yeah, she's yeah, mad. Fuck that. Should have called. So guess what she said then? 
You guys yeah. got a minute and 20 seconds. She cut our whole showtime down, dog, because of him. So all we can do is the first verse of where you at with your stud verse. So I looks at murder. I say, nigga, you better get in this camera with us. I'm on every ad lib with stud. You heard me? <coughs> we pull that bitch up. After we got our station, she said, your limo's outside. Your limo's out back, Bob. Just wanted you guys out of there. Well, it wasn't your fault. She didn't give a fuck, though, obviously. Hell no. Bad business. So we do uh, the Lennox Lewis and them uh, fight in Vegas, and we do the after party at the Game Works. Ain't that what that's called uh, on, on the strip? Game Works or some shit? And we did did did, did the uh, show there. He keep trying to talk to a nigga. I don't want to talk to him. You feel me? Uh, I don't, don't want to talk to him, man. And you know, so every time he's trying to pass the joint and shit, I walk the other way. Come on, man. That's fucked up. And from there, I just started sliding away. So I stayed in Vegas chasing that bitch, man. And um, you know what I mean? I stayed in Vegas chasing that bitch. Then I got put in jail. And when I got put in jail for fucking with the bitch, it came to my head that he was fucking with her. You feel what uh, I'm saying? How long were you? Was, was, back up real quick. Okay, you get put in jail. Now, were you married to her at the time? Yeah. Okay, so you're married, married to her. I was married to that bitch for 16 years, yeah. And while you're in jail, you said short, short had a relationship with your wife. Yeah, she went to him fucking with him, though, and people started telling me it's another nigga who heard I got on about, about fucking with her. You know, at the time, I was young and immature. You know what I'm saying? I was hating the player and not the hoe. You feel me? So at the, at the time, I wasn't up on game, all the game that they should have been teaching me and trying to play instead of trying to wrap me up in it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be in love. Now, I understand what they be saying when they saying most of them bitches ain't shit. So a nigga say, she was fucking with too short. So I know a couple pimp partners that I know that he know, and uh, I got the description of her on it. So when I kind of went to him and said something, oh, nigga, I was out here with my bitch. I wasn't with your bitch. Then, man, too clean, fuck Mary. So I go to too clean. Clean said, if I had to fuck the bitch, I'd tell you, all right? Y'all, man, that bitch going to get one of y'all killed, all right? So she fucking with him, fucking with him. And I mean, um, telling my business, and he spit my business at me that she told me, and I'm like, wow, that's that's fucked up. She's telling all my personal shit, so he was running around with the bitch, and, and and so that made him try to slight me. I would see him at places, man. He don't even want to let me in. I'm still signing paper to you, man. I'm on paper with you eight years. I've been loyal to you. You're showing me, you're showing me in so many ways, dog, that you are guilty. That you're guilty. But you keep telling me you ain't fucking with my wife. We was in the studio one day. Um, I'm hanging around him, and um, uh, Pimpin' Ken had a, a rapper named John Doe, right? And John Doe, you know, I talked myself into a verse. It was Trady from the East Side. It's an E Feezy, E40. Pimpin' Ken, I'm in the studio, nigga. Any other time, he yelling at a bitch, he in my face. This time, he watching me, but he in the back room. And my instinct saying, damn, he's funny. He talking to my bitch, you know. I'm insecure all the time, but I ain't finna turn up on him about no bitch because I'm still trying to have a rap career. You understand me? I'm out of jail in Vegas. 
So, you know, um, he asked me one day how I ended up in jail, and I said, Mary put me there, and he he put his head down. You know, I'm a nigga from the streets. I'm from Detroit, nigga. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a spot hustler, nigga. We, we, we got to watch fiends, nigga. Fiends and homeboys and everything. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I'm watching everything. I watch movements, mannerisms, man. I've been trained well. So I still didn't turn up, and we was at the barbershop and shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, anytime I say something bad, niggas is riding his nuts out there in Vegas, a lot of niggas. So it get back to him how salty I'm feeling. So I understood how he was shaking away from me. I, I, I got down with, uh, got out one time and linked up with Spice One because I had met up with Spice before I went to jail. And uh, linked up with Spice and J-Dub, we started a group called The Corporate Thugs. That's way before Young Jeezy now. And yeah. short. And when they told Short I was in the group, J-Dub, Dub tell me, Short shocking me and shit. Don't let me be in the group. Same way he did when I'm in the studio, he tells Pimpin' Ken rapper to put him, E-40, and Trey D all on the same song. So you know what that means? I don't get on the song with one of the majors. I don't get no plug. You ain't on me, but all the time you're doing me wrong, nigga. You, you understand what I'm saying? He was blackballing you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically what he did. That's the, that's what he did. You know what I'm saying? You know, so let me let me let me let me run it down. So as the further we further further, you know, into it, you know, not 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 speaking, not speaking, not speaking. Here it comes I'm back home in Detroit. Nigga, I wrote a rap for you. I would sit up and help you with some hooks sometime in the middle of the night. Nigga, you, nigga, ah, man, come here and help me with a hook, man. Well, that, man. Blow this at your house when we all live in your mom's house. Well, your house, where Mama Shaw, rest her soul, was there. You understand? So, off the streets come a song. I'll take your bitch. Because you're a pussy-ass nigga just like that. She's gone out of your life. I know you're going home, but now with your wife, okay? I know you talk about taking nigga's wife, but nigga, you're angry on this song. You're not spitting in your regular confidence. Your mannerisms is off, dog. You're angry. You understand? I didn't want that bitch. I just wanted to hear because you's a bust-ass nigga. You's a bust-ass nigga with a bad-ass bitch. I'm, I'm just feeling this shit. And I'm going to tell you how noticeable and recognizable. My little cousin, Stilo and Junior, Fred, brought the motherfucking CD out, out the streets to me. Hey, nigga, he talking about you on this song. You feel me? What? That's how noticeable it was, bruh. So they bring the, bring the CD rage. in, huh? They had to make you enraged. Yeah, man, I was upset. So I started making my little threats and shit. You know what I'm saying? Real serious at the time. Start making my little threats and everything, you know, and stuff. So here's another thing how it played out and it just got on him. Uh, I was in Vegas again and we was at the House of Blues and I was walking with E40. And I was like, that was during the same time after we did the song because I don't want to miss nothing. I want to just give it real to get it out my system so the world will know the real truth. So, um, I was walking with E-40, you know, the day after we did the song with John Donem. And I was walking with E-40, in the, and we was in the House of Blues. And I was like, uh, man, you talked to Doug? He was like, ah, man. Well, 40, oh, he probably laid over a little bit somewhere. You know how 40 talk. I'd be yeah. goddamn if I didn't get a voicemail indicator. Dude. 
Guess what's on the voicemail? Damn, are you like that there? <laughs> the broad just set him up. <clears throat> the broad done called my number, let it go to my voicemail, and started a conversation with him so he can talk. He has a distinctive voice. So he's on my voicemail. She's, oh, I like that. Are you like that there? This and that, that, that. You feel me? Yeah. On my mama's soul, bro. So she done set him up. This is all to cause us to be. She done set him up, man. So, again, here, here's another thing, though. So, um, I still didn't get enough of the bitch. Didn't leave the bitch alone. He personally blackballing me, telling nobody to fuck with me. Got everybody talking about we don't support Joe Riz. Got niggas that, that, that's dick sucking him, talking bad on me. But he appealed to homies. Stud, uh, Stud and his cousin E-Baby them who's my mellows They my mans in them But them That's his blood cousin That's his first cousin But they're my mans in them Then I'm tripping on the bra But you ain't telling them You laying up with my wife That's wrong dude Separated did, or not The bitch still dealing with me How did you uh, Confront him about this Well, it got a little worse. It got a little worse, man. It got a little worse. And then I'm going to tell you how it came about. Got a little worse. I get back to Vegas. I get back to Vegas, and I trusted her again, man, just being stupid. I get back to Vegas, and um, I'm baiting her now. I'm setting her up. I had this little service where I can – it's a little thing on the Internet where I can find out any number on anybody. You understand what I'm saying? If your government name is out there, they're going to give me your correct house number. So I got his house number in Vegas. And I just threw a fish hook out there. I told her. You understand? It was ringing. It was ringing like a motherfucker. It was was his number. When I told her, you understand what I'm saying? She must have wired him up on it. You dig what I mean? So he changed the number. So, um... Some days went by, some days went by, some days went by. And my phone was off, so I was using an alternate cell phone of hers she had. And, you know, throughout throughout those times, the period that I was using it, I never ran across no Texas, no nothing, okay? So this one particular night, 2005, September 8th, I woke up about 3, 3.30, 3.45 in the morning. It's around that time. And I woke up about that time, and um, I went to her phone. And um, I'm, I'm on the phone. I, I go in and I grab her phone. When I grab her phone, it's a text in there. It, 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 it's a text in the phone, and the text says, please call. It's an instant text. But the number I know by heart, 404 Seven eight three two 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 four. I still know the number. That's that's dude number. You feel me? That was his old number. You feel me? And so, like, I'm I'm right now. So, I wake her up out of sleep. She shoot me some old bullshit about this other dude named Joe from Oakland. 
was talking to him on there. Ain't no nigga finna text no nigga say, please call. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm finna tell you the hook and finger of that one. So we get into the little melee, the little fight and everything. And when we get into the little fight, I um she shot out and ran. We had big old crib. She ran up a certain way up the steps, and I met her up the other steps, and we into it again. I'm hurt, dog. You know, I'm I want my money from this nigga. I ain't getting my credits and my plaques. I ain't getting shit. And you fucking him? Problem. Shook her up some more. Long story short, she had it set up. It was a setup all the time. She knew that, that was gonna irate me. And she snatched the gun, man. And she shot three times and one hit me in my chest a quarter of an inch away from my heart. And must have hit my lungs and came out the wing of my back. God saved me. I still had the phone with the evidence of short text and my wife talking about please call. So I stuck it in my pocket and she upped that 357 on me again from the bus me dead in my face. You understand? I had an old, old street gangster ass bitch. But, you know, the bitch was such a fan to him. And I guess he put his pimping down and to this day. Because why to this day you can't be comfortable around me when I've extended you the olive branch? I've, I've done so many things to show you, nigga, I don't, I don't hate you. I forgive you. You got hit we, down um, there. The, uh, the caliber was a three fifty seven, and that hit you in the chest? No, it was a 40, actually, it was a forty cal, man. It was a uh, My bad, it was a forty cal. Shit, that's bad. That's bad enough. I mean, how how much damage did it do to you, and how long were you in the hospital for? Man, it, I'm going to tell you the grace of God, man. The 40 hit me quarter of an inch from my heart, drilled a hole. I could still put my finger in the hole, but it must have went out my, hit my lung in some kind of way. Went, it was just God's grace, man. You understand? It came out the wing of my back. And man, I'm gonna, I'll send a picture to you. I'll take a picture and send it in with the picture. You understand? And it came out the wing of my back. Man. And I stayed uh, in the hospital a day, day and a half. I had my son. I wouldn't tell them what happened because I wanted to get her ass back. But she, uh, she, you know what I'm saying? She's mentally fucked up, but she old, old hustling queen peeing ass bitch. And, um, to this day, I just, you know, they was going to take my son, so I had to say what happened. And um, another song comes out, but I didn't find that till later. But he comes to Detroit to Ford Field, okay? After 8-Ball and MJG go off, I see him come down the steps, him, P.O., the homeboy V, all of them. I know V got the strap in the backpack. Come on, nigga, you roll? How you roll with us? You understand? If I cause a friction, they going to shut me down because the JLB niggas is riding his guts. G-Raw and all them niggas sucking his dick. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's, you know what I mean? Because a lot of niggas wanted that position I had being on short records and shit. Niggas is made, was major haters. You know what I mean? And it was one dude that was there, said, nigga, if it go down, it go down. My nigga, Waddle Franklin. You understand? Nigga, I grew up with in the projects, nigga, HGK all day, Herman Garden, nigga. And he said, nigga, if it go down, it go down. We right here, nigga. I ain't leaving. You understand? So 
They shut me down backstage, and B was like, dog, dog, won't you come holler at me? That's the first time I faced him since I got shot. I got a hole in my chest. All right? First thing come out of this mouth, oh, I ain't fuck with that broad, man. Yes, you did, man. Yes, you did. So I changed the subject. I told him, yes, you did, nigga. And I threw my arm around him, you know, like a hug, but a forceful hug. What's up with my money, man? All right, nigga, all right. That's how he said. So P.O., Wayne Lowe was on the phone. I could hear P.O. telling Wayne Lowe, nah, nigga, don't say shit. You finna say something stupid. You feel what I'm saying? It piss the nigga off or whatever. And I got on the phone with Lowe. Lowe said, you know she ain't shit, right? Yeah, I can dig it. You understand what I'm saying? I feel that. I can dig it. You know what I mean? Okay. But still, he's supposed to be the big homie. And supposed to school me if the bitch wants shit. You don't shit and make a mockery of me with the bitch. I was just, I was loyal to you, dog. You know what I'm saying? I got niggas that's killers just like you do. And I still wasn't trying to go there, man. And still, you know, still want to just hurt, man. Just pay me my money, man. You owe us. You know you owe us money. Pay us, man. That's all it was. So he tells me, he say, uh, man, all your buddies, I guess he's feeling bad. I, uh, I raised up my shirt and showed P.O. the bullet hole. And I, uh, um, and I say, damn, I say, she shot me. Damn. I say, how his number getting her phone? P.O. say, you put it there. I say, okay. I know that P.Z. is, is, is a, a cool nigga, but that's his man. And he going to ride with his mans regardless. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so he said, all your homies going to be on the show. You know, all your homies going to be on the show, you know, because you knew I knew Dub, she and all them. All your homies going to be on the show at Shane Park for Labor Day. You ought to come out. So I come to the show on Labor Day, and the dude that I know, a real good friend of mine, was the transportation. So I go to the hotel, boo, uh, his homie boo, too clean, was there with his family, P.O. them. At the hotel, and Boo looked at me and Don said, y'all niggas crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because you can see nigga, nigga don't hate a nigga, just nigga feuding because a bitch caused a problem. But in between him getting from that airport to the hotel, I got called so many times because it was so easily the mind frame that my little cousins and them is in. You understand what I'm saying? And the niggas from here is, they know the nigga that's driving the transportation, nigga. They to up them straps on it like, bring that nigga over here. And I was just like, nah, nigga, no nothing. You feel what I'm saying? It's nothing. He's cool. Ain't shit finna go down. Ain't nothing happening. He's cool. When we got that ticket, and I stayed there. We we got a room, and I ended up staying up there. And uh, caught him slipping out in the middle of the night, him pee on two hoes. They mobbing. Sure. Shoot me a couple dollars, nigga. He gave me 500 You dig what I'm saying? But God damn, you know you owe us, man. Kick me murder and stud down, nigga. We charted billboard. We sold units. God damn, nigga, I wrote nasty rhymes. All that shit I sold bad ways out, but I ain't sell nasty rhymes and uh baby D shit out. And can't stay away. All that shit we on there, man. Shoot us our bread. Give us our plaques, man. Why you being such a grinch about shit that we did? But you gave Bone Crusher ass a plaque for a verse on a getting it remix, nigga. But you won't give us our plaques. So, you know, that that was the mentality here, man. And after after um after, you know, I was shot and I got back home, I had gave my sister in law a burnout phone. Cause I was standing in my sister in law basement, ain't that funny? I gave her a burnout phone 
during the All-Star game in 04. I gave her a burnout phone, dog, and nobody had that number. Show you how the broad got comfortable. Nobody had that number. Wayne Lope called that number to tell me to stop talking about moms because, nigga, I was all fair game. I was being real disrespectful because, nigga, you laying with my wife and you doing disrespectful shit. You feel me? So she gave herself away by giving Lope that number that I know nobody had because I just gave it to her sister. So it was just getting itself revealed. So I goes on the internet one day, bopping to one of his songs, shitting on him. And the nigga said my name, dog. And that was the last motherfucking straw for me, man. So I hit back at him on Big Proof album, Time to Tell. And I meant what I said at the time. It's a couple of regrets about the song. You feel me? But damn, nigga. I ain't going to fight about the bitch. Joe is all about the game. And who can spit the most? Come on, man. You saying my name. Now you done got too comfortable and braggadocious, nigga. You know the niggas I hang around just like I know the niggas you hang around. So what he try to do, he try to come to Detroit and infiltrate. Get all these other niggas and tell them his side of the story. And blackball me to my own city. You understand what I'm saying? When he in the wrong, dog. You get where I'm coming from, man? How did that work it's, out it's for you in Detroit? I mean, did uh, you run into any problems because of that in your own city? No, nah, man, but I done had cats tell me, yeah, you know, cats uh, recently at one of the shows. I was at the show with Short and them last year with him and Chubman thing here. Uh, what's up? We know you, Joe Reyes, the good and the bad. What bad, bruh? The bad from his views? Did he tell y'all what he did to Riz? Did he tell y'all how he violated when he could have just kept it 100? Did he tell y'all how many times Riz and uh, extended the olive branch? You know what I'm saying? Um, she, man, that went back out. I met up with him in Santa Ana, California when I was doing merchandise for R. Kelly. We chopped it up. He gave my man the okay to make some shirts. You know what I'm saying? We made some dope-ass shirts and just giving it to him as gifts, man. Just showing him, nigga, it's love there, nigga. I ain't finna kill you about no bitch, dog, but you didn't do me right. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, give him a shirt. Oh, man, what you want me to do? Dress like you, Jarez? <laughs> Everything is a funny sarcasm. He's a narcissist, man. He don't want to see nobody else come up. And his theory is always the right theory, and it's the wrong theory. Like when Betty Wright, rest her soul, L.A. Dre told that man, Betty Wright is a dope thing to do. He would not pay five G's for Betty Wright to do the song with me. I was the first nigga infusing blues with hip hop. He hated, man. You understand what I'm saying? He told Black Jesus that wasn't nobody going to buy into the funny Jesus skits. I remember that clear as day. Look at Black Jesus on how many seasons and episodes. Sweet Johnson is the man. Come on, man. He had a, 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 a he had an awesome, a awesome, 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 awesome arsenal. But when that dangerous music sound ran out, he had to go to Lil John, dog. He had to go crunk. When Shorty B and them and Pee Wee and them and that funk that in that trunk funk nigga bounce, Sean G and them, he had to change up, man. Longevity is his game. But you know. He left a lot of niggas dangling and hangling, man. He didn't do right, bro. That nigga didn't do right, man. 
He ain't yeah, a lot of those, those guys uh, that you talk about, they got uh, uh, they helped uh, create platinum plaques. You know, uh, like you're saying, you want your plaque. Um, everybody deserves one if you contribute. Yeah, man. Man, do you know? Not too long ago, I text I text this man, man, and told him, man, your little daughter Yanni, bless her soul, she got something to show. When her fa- of her father's accomplishments, my grandchildren don't have nothing to say. This is my granddaddy's plaque. My mother died, and I wasn't able to give her no accolades. Mama Shaw got the world from you, nigga. Why you don't want to see others that you, oh, man, let me tell you something. For me to wrote songs for him, I don't get hardly shit, man. That shit's so motherfucking embarrassing, man. Motherfucker royalty check. A motherfucker laugh at me, man. You feel what I'm saying? But a nigga like DJ Quick, we gave him a shirt the same time we gave Short a shirt at the Return of the Legends at the Wolf Creek. And I seen Quick on Instagram with our shirt on. We ain't even asking to. You feel me? Yeah. It's like nigga don't want to, he don't want to fix his wrongs. You got a child. What if your karma come back on your baby, dog, for not letting me feed my babies? That's how God works when you touch his anointed like me. So he better be careful, man. So I, I Ben took my hands off of him. I forgive him, man. I go wherever. Every, when he come to town, I go to have laugh. I take my son and my son's friends up there. That's Uncle Dog. That's Uncle Short. I don't have no malice with the man. Nobody around me. I got people that still want to see me waddle in misery and be mad at Short, bring it up. I get mad at niggas for talking about Short. Because karma is a motherfucker. He got a child finally. God forbid he something taken away where he ain't there to share that. He better honor everything about having kids because I honor mine and my grandkids. I want something of my accolades to leave them like he's got a lot to leave this little girl. And he can't say I ain't work for him. I'm not asking for nothing that I haven't earned or deserved, man. The last show is first. You just want what you, uh, you know, what you put in work for. Um, so when was the last time you talked to him? You said it was uh, a couple years ago? Or? I saw him last, was it last year? No, 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 not year before last. Because last year was just 2020. And that would have been last year if I was talking to you <laughs> I saw him here in Detroit. We flew here to try to do some merchandise, and it just wasn't successful. You know, he didn't really come out and endorse it. Had the backdrop for him to... Uh, Made him backdrop, take pictures and shit. And Cube shit was just slaughtering sales, period. Cube shit sold out of everybody's merchandise. So I saw him. My son got to hang up with him. My son hadn't seen him since he was about nine, old, 30 some years old. So um, he, um, you know, he was real cordial and cool. Um, they were at Ace of Spades. And I was supposed to go to the after party. And P.O. was looking for me. But I didn't feel comfortable going because I don't know what kind of trickery dog I'm put into niggas in my city. You know what I mean? Because he's still a man that can't say, man, I was wrong, Rich. Nigga, man, he go, man. You know, I'm sickly, man. The diabetes be having me real fucked up. And you know what I'm saying? Still trying to push away. I done reached out to the man when I was real low sick. You feel me? And he just, he don't want to fix his wrongs, dude. 
So I put him in God's hands, man. But it's so many truths out there that they don't really know about, man, and everything ain't true, man. You know, he, he say things from his point of view, but he needs to tell the truth, man. He was wrong, dude. He was out of order. You know what I mean? Real talk, man. He was out of order. And then, you know, not too long ago, he was telling us, man, you know, that we got enough songs to do a Bad Ways new album and shit. I'm talking about corresponding through text. But niggas, you know, them old songs, man, we grown-ass men, man. I'll be 50 in March. We grown-ass men, man. We don't run to rap about all that old shit we used to rap about. That's sabotaging us. You understand what I'm saying? And do something we new. We don't grow, man. Yeah, music, that's sabotaging us. That, um, the music that I got today from you was uh, phenomenal stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, stuff that really uh, uh, needs to be heard. I want to play a track because right. before we get out of here, I want to play uh, uh, I want to play some of your music, but I want the homie Sim from France to come on the line. He's got a couple questions for you too. But um, Cool deal. Yep, definitely. This one here, man, uh, this one has a lot of substance. It's called Hold On, man. Why don't you kind of intro this for us? Oh, um, man, you know, I, I, I never forget my spiritual grounding and spiritual raising up. And I always like to put a positive song out there. And um, I went and got Michael Bowden of the Anointed Believers from uh, Athens, Georgia, renowned gospel minister. But he's so cold with them keys and he can play and everything. And we sat down with him. As you know, that's a remake of Let's Do It Again. And I went and got a soulful R&B legend. I went and got uh, Lil Gary, Lil Gary Jenkins, Lil G from Silk. He's on the bridge. And um, it's just a, 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 a inspirational song I wrote in mind of my daughter, Shayla, and my goddaughter, Viola. And um, I just had to put it down. It's called Hold On. It'll be all right in a minute. So hot, baby. Definitely. We'll be right back with uh, Jay Rizzo, man. Don't go nowhere.
I know you're fed up. Why you're wearing frowns, sad looking down. God is still today, same as yesterday. Put your trust in him, he'll take your pain away. Stay focused, be diligent, so courageous, huh? brave and militant. Be strong, it won't be long. You got to bless him, come and just hold on. Uh, with a shot and a rapping one, 
how it was to produce a song by the day in time? Um, that was actually the first song that really hit the streets, you know, um, with my voice and, and short a verse on the same thing. Uh, it was the first song that I got to really express where I was from. Uh, the Herman Gardens, Detroit, uh, Joy Road. I was the first to holler Joy Road on the record. You know, you got uh, KDZ and um, T Grizzly and them. You know, they they put it down now. And um, Rapping Ron was like the baddest freestyler ever. You understand? And um, him and Murder One were actually battling on that 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 track. They were actually going toe-to-toe. And me, I, I wanted to sit down and write something clever. You know what I'm saying? It was a George Clinton beat representing Michigan. You know, he got big ties to Detroit. And Marvin Gaye, I'm from the city that paid Marvin when he was starving. So, you know, I had to come with just some some lyrical play because rapping rhyme was I'm higher than a stewardess and deeper than a school of fish. Who is this famous? Rapping rhyme fading any nigga in the radius. You know, when somebody coming like that, you hear him, man. You you gotta you gotta go. But also Short really didn't want us on that track, man. He didn't speak up for us. So I went to Davy D, who um had Cell Block Records and um him and this man Duke. And um I went to Davy D and I asked Davy D, could we get on the song? And Ike was like, Yeah, let him on the song. Rest in peace to Ike. From, the, from uh, the town You know what I'm saying Ike was like Yeah let them niggas shine And so we got on there And that was a big record For me man That was a real big record Because I, I put Detroit In a position Way before Eminem and them You know uh, Along with the Eshimes and them Like repping Where we was from And they really felt it Cause I hit hoods You know um, um, Herman Gardens Down the seven mile of Mac and Mac We stay in scrap With Monte Carlos And them Cadillacs The young boys They made noise Young boys YBI man They was big here in Detroit Made noise in the early 80s You know what I'm saying I mean dude I I, I signified things In clothing that we wore You know what I'm saying You know Big block Crocs uh, Barcelinos And them nanny goats And uh a group came up out of here, the street lords, rest in peace to their mans, you know what I'm saying? They had, man, Yacht Kenyatta Hunter, he told me, he said, hey, Riz, you know, he say, um, dude, man, we started our label, Big Block Records, off your verse on Cell Block, what you had spoke. So that was a big record for me, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, for Trick Trick to ask me, you know, about that Cell Block compilation album while we were at Big proof from D12's wake You know him and the rock bottom dudes And to say that they were Joe Rea's fans You know because of that record man That was just an awesome feeling bro Yeah And coming from Detroit Did you walk at back in the day With uh, like a, uh, Detroit Most Wanted Or I was some Dre Or maybe making concerts Maybe with Isham or something Back in the day Say that again. I didn't understand you. Did you work it with uh, Detroit old rappers like uh, Detroit Most Wanted? Okay, yeah, well, I was rocking with them, man. Those are my homeboys, man. Mossy still <laughs> me. That's like my bro. Shouts out to Mossy, uh, Lee, Duncan Hines. I used to sit in Awesome Dre's basement when Awesome Dre had to deal as a younger cat. You feel me? Awesome Dre is older. If you look in my Pace Yourself video, 
Um, Pace Yourself is on YouTube. Jay Rizzo. Pace Yourself. Awesome Dre is with me at the end throwing up the power fist. Awesome Dre came out. Touched me and Awesome Dre in that video. Um, man, you know, I've been bumping the East Time a couple times. Respect this music totally, man, you know. Yeah, I'll get down with the legends, man. Yeah, because A-Wall, you don't run out of this. Classic, too. Yeah. Thanks for Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was how it was to work with Josh Clinton on uh, Killer Team? Ha! Uncle George. <laughs> I met Uncle George when I was seven with my Uncle Sylvester, my Uncle Gabby. <laughs> he took me to a ranch uh, George Clinton had out here in Michigan. Um, we were in the studio, and uh, the Nationwide Independence Day album was getting done. And majority of the tracks, Quint Black had about five tracks on there, and I, I didn't have no solo track, man. And you know, short one trying to give a nigga no solo track. And I called Uncle George when he came over to the studio, man. I call, I called Uncle George, and I asked him what he do the song for me. He told me, hell yeah. And we went in there and laid it. And uh, DJ Big X did the beat at the time. He was Spearhead X. DJ Big X did the beat and kill a team, man. And I'm one out of a, a, a select few, a prominent select few that can say, nigga, I got a record with George Clinton. You feel me? History. History, man. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Hey, Fred. Yeah, Joe, I was just Hello? saying, Joe, uh, you got a lot of history, brother, a lot of history. Right, right. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. It ain't over yet, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, I got a genre I created called Soul Hop. It's Southern Soul and Blues mixed with, infused with hip-hop, you know, because now in this lane that we're doing, you got Dougie Fresh doing songs with Tucker, and you got uh, Southern Soul meets Southern Hip-Hop with Bon B and Mystical on the Soul with Sir Charles Jones and Pokey Bear. So at, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, you understand, uh, cats like Ice Buck, he used to be over with Short. He came from Gary, Indiana. He had a rap group called the G-City G's. He was over there with us at Dangerous Music. Now he's doing this thing in this Southern Soul market, man. So it's really is just a conversion of grown folks' music, you know. The next album I might sing a little bit and less rapid, you dig? But it's like a whole lane where I can make the music that people my age just listening to the blues that come from the era, grew up on hip-hop, the hip-hop that we grew up on can, can appreciate the music, you know. The album got a lot of... Heavy hitters. The album is uh, Jay Rizzo, Uncle Jody's Jukebox. Wow. Uncle Jody's Jukebox is the album available on all platforms featuring uh, Cool Ace, uh, Sir Charles Jones, uh, my daughter Kano, uh, Lil G from Silk, The Anointed Believers, man, uh, produced by Michael Bowden, you know, Geek. It's, 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 it's a banger, man. You know, I got a video out, pros. Video, my mama, just some new shit, man. Doing my thing, man, in my lane. Uh, and I, I just ain't stuck none of the old shit, man. But it's good to be able to talk about it with the passion. And it's a difference in passion and anger. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I recommend it. You know, I listened to a number of tracks off that project today, and I loved every one of them. It was actually hard to pick. 
the songs. Um, <clears throat> I want to leave them. I want to leave them with one more song. Um, but before I do, I want to make sure to give you the floor. Um, man, it's been a, a real honor to talk to you, and I want to do this again, man, real soon. Um, cool. But man, the floor, floor is all yours, brother. Well, I want to um, get some shout outs, man, you know, to my kids, Shayla and my son, Kaishan Sr., to my grandkids, little Kai, Ken Ken, and Cam, the dancing baby. My little grandson know he can dance, man. Shout out to my man, Papa John, because, you know, it was out on the road with him that I was able to meet back up with Short while doing a merch with R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? And um, shout out to him and his wife, Gwen, for taking me on that trip because I was able to put some things at peace when I was able to shake shorthand again and both console each other and say, uh, you know, our condolences about our mothers. You know, things change when you when you lose your mom. So I just big shout out to Papa John, uh, to my management, Platinum One Entertainment, my manager, Jay Rayford. You want to book me for anything, 404-579-9552. That's Jay Rayford at 404-579-9552. Platinum One Entertainment. Um, shout out to Sir Charles Jones. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Fats, Baby Ray. Shout out to my man, Bad News. Shout out to Block Nigga Bam and the MPF Mafia. My nephew, uh, BBL Kev, Block Nigga Bam and MPF Mafia. Y'all go online and grab they shit. Get Bad News album when it drop, y'all. Uh, all digital downloads. Little viral out of Vegas. My nephew, he's all online. Y'all look him up. My goddaughter, Arbray. We just coming, coming with it, man. Want to shout out to Block Nigga, Snake, Be Right Setup. Uh, rest in peace to Doggy 313 and my man Jay O'Neill, you know what I'm saying? And Potent Sound Recordings, the twins, and myself, the Heinz twins, Delvante, Cave and Bear, you know what I'm saying? We're doing our thing, man. I just want to shoot that love out there. And I want to say rest in peace to my idol, my cousin. We just buried him. Uh, just put him to rest. He's the reason and the influence of my doing music. I used to get whooped for getting on his drums. My cousin, Big Rick. He got to stand on stage with us at Club uh, Legends with us and Too Short and all us. So it was like a dream come true. He passed on, and um, just recently we buried him. And I just want to let him know I ain't, I ain't stopped the musical legacy, man. It's, this is just the beginning. And that's it, my man. That's all I got to say. Oh, oh, It was, oh, an, oh. Honor. It was an honor to talk forget. to you, Joe. Check it out, man. My bad. I cannot forget, bruh. My man Stone. My man Stone is the realest dude ever. Stone Gilmore. Calvin Stone Gilmore. Stone reached out to you so you could plug me with this interview, man. And I just owe him a, a thousand hat tips. You hear me? Just I tip yeah, my hat yeah. to him a million times, man. Shout out to Big Stone, man. Shout out to Stone, man. Shout out to Stone, man. Uh, yeah, he reached out to me and... Uh, you know, made it happen. A lot of times that's what happens on the Murder Master Music Show. We got great listeners and people that they want to uh, see uh, cats like yourself have their story told, man. And uh, so we, we definitely appreciate uh, cats like uh, Mr. Gilmore, man. Props to him. Um, before we get out of here, I want to play uh, one more song. This one, uh, matter of fact, I got two up there. I think I'm just going to okay. uh, let you choose it, man. We got uh, the turnaround. Or we got uh, I Don't Need No Suckers. 
whichever one you you want to roll with. I don't need no suckers. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Thank you, Joe Riz. Everybody you listen to this dope right song, on. and make sure you support Joe Riz, uh, Jay Rizzo, and uh, everything he does. We'll have him back on the show real soon. Don't go nowhere. Now I know y'all didn't think I was just gonna lay down and die in this rap game after dealing with that sucker. I don't think so. Oh. I live my life out there. Detroit brought up with hustlers. 
dodging them danger zones. Give it to you how I do it. Get the bullshit gone. I'm real. 